My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the The Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Hello, Homegirl Hustlers. Welcome back to this week's episode. It's episode 11, and the topic's going to be all about blocking out the noise to reach success. This is an extremely important topic because in order to reach any type of success, whether it's personal success, relationship success, success, (laughs) financial success, fitness success, or business success, it involves a focus and that focus needs to be there with no noise. So without further ado, we're going to start getting into it about knowing how to define noise, which is the first thing we're going to talk about. And I'm going to give this to Abby to get us started. All right. So yes, so everyone always says it's important to block out noise, but the first step to blocking out noise is knowing how to define noise. And so when um, Hannah and I look at our lives and everything we have going on, sometimes it's very hard to differentiate your distractions from things that are helping you progress. And so the first thing is to block out distractions from your goals. When we build our goals, we're very specific on what those goals need, what they involve. And if you guys need help building your goals and setting them, we did make a podcast about goal setting. Um, But when it comes to the distractions around your goals, if you let those stick around, they are going to continue to be distractions. People think like, oh, I'm just going to have this friend hang out with me and we'll just study together. But honestly, is that friend actually helping you? I guess productive together. Or are you just talking about the last episode of The Bachelor, Um, which is important, right, Hannah? Yes. (laughs) Um, But first, those distractions, you have to be able to differentiate your distractions from your goals and your process. When it comes to those distractions, like she said, those are going to be things that you have to sometimes take the extra step. They may not be obvious at first, but for example, like I love how Abby used kind of college as an example with like studying. For example, if you have an exam coming up and you have to get this whole review done and you studied three times last week and only have 80% of the review done in three times of studying, you need to actually evaluate that and be like, hmm, why didn't I maximize that time? Why is this not done all the way? And what was the reason? Did I not make the most of those study times? Was it me who was not focused? Was I distracted and writing things down and making a call or doing this? Was it someone else who was causing that distraction? It takes almost that self-awareness part in you to take a step back and say, did I get what I needed to get done? If not, what was the reason? Okay, that was the distraction, whether it's social media, a friend, or even a family member. Maybe it's someone who is, I don't know, calling you 24-7 when you really cannot talk 24-7. And you need to decide what that is and then realize it from there. Sometimes it's not as obvious as, oh, I know when I hang out with this friend, I'm going to get nothing done. Sometimes it might be something a little bit more subtle, but you have to take the step to actually define what that is and go through in your head what that is. Yes. Thank you for those examples. Like we really don't always see things as distractions when they really are. So very important to differentiate the two. The next thing we want to define as noise is unwarranted slash invaluable opinions. So this is huge. When we figure something out, we want to go tell the world. We want to go out there. We want to be excited. And when we put these things into the world, we allow the world to make something out of it and give their opinion about it. 
when these opinions come out, whether you realize it or not, those opinions are skewing your views on your goals. Those opinions are impacting your process. They will make you doubt yourself or they'll make you super excited about the process. But when it comes to opinions, you don't go to a flower shop to ask him if he likes this pet fish that you're buying, if it's pretty. You don't go to the fish shop to say, is this a cute bouquet? You need to make sure you're getting valuable opinions and make sure that they're also warranted What opinions. an example. I know. I couldn't think of anything. But like literally, I will go to my dad for like, hey, dad, do you think this outfit is cute? That man don't know if the outfit's cute. He's not keeping up with the trends. It's all based on his opinion. Is he a fashionista? Not at all. He wears the same suit once a week and then he recycles the rest of them. So make sure that you are getting these opinions from people that know what they're talking about. And then be careful with what you're putting out there because everything else becomes noise over time. And going off of what Abby's saying, an example, a personal example that I want to give is I did the Master of Science in Business program at Mays. I'm at Texas A&M. And when we were going through this program, they have an IBE section, IBE standing for Integrated Business Experience. And you have to create your own product. It's almost like you start your own business, essentially, and run it start to finish from like August to November-ish. And that's not a lot of time. You got a lot to get done. And you have to pitch ideas for your product that you're going to sell for your business. My personal team's product was a clear bag, a clear belt bag. And it was a really cute, fashionable designed clear belt bag. Why was it clear? Because we live in a college town at Kyle Field where we are. You have to have, they have a clear bag policy now where you your bag, your purse, if it's bigger than basically a coin purse, it has to be clear. And so we're like, oh, instead of girls carrying purses, which gets really annoying when you have to carry them, take them off and on throughout the game, you can wear it as a cute belt bag. And they were in, we had a picture of Beyonce wearing one. We were like, not only are these in, but like they're just necessary for the market that we're in, so forth, so forth, okay? So it was a great idea. The research was behind it. However, there were guys who had different opinions. They hadn't seen this before. They didn't like it. They didn't think it was gonna work. They thought it was dumb, blah, 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 blah. Those are unwarranted and invaluable opinions because they're not my target market. They are not going to be the ones buying these cute, fashionable belt bags, like these really cute like purses around people's waist. They're not going to be the ones wearing them. So why would I let their opinion skew my business model or skew my idea or skew what I was doing when they're not even the target market for it? If I sat there and listened to them and thought, wow, these guys are smart, you know, they're educated, they know what they're talking about, I should just not do this or whatever, I would be dumb. I would be the one who's like, Hannah, what are you thinking? Because like, they're not even the target market. Of course, they're not going to be interested in it because they're not supposed to be interested in it. So when you're giving your idea, whether it's a business idea, a side hustle, your major, like whatever it is that you're putting out into the world. You need to say, is this person, do they want the best for me? Are they my target market? Are they the ones that I need to be caring about when it comes to their opinion? If so, listen. If not, in one ear, out the other, let it go. Be kind and nice, but just move on. You need to decide the difference between a valuable opinion and like Abby said, an unwarranted opinion. Yes, and honestly, like, 
I like that you said that if they are qualified, then sure, listen to their opinions. But you have to realize, even if some people have the best intent for you, they might be projecting their own fears. They might be projecting their own life experiences. And if it's not in line with what you're trying to get data on, then move on in one ear, out the other. And one more thing before we move on to the next one is I have told Abby about this story before, but I have an amazing mentor and I take her advice on almost everything. But when it came to starting my own company, she was really gung ho about having years and years and years and years of experience before starting a company on your own. She was like, you need to have so many years in the field and this is this because in her field, which is she works with a lot of engineers and software and all these different things and technology. Like in her field, you need to work your way from the bottom up. You need to learn about this technology. You need this, this, and this. In the marketing field, where Abby and I specialize with Boost Your Brand, we are actually a perfect age because we grew up with this technology. We grew up with these trends. We're passionate about it. We learn about it. We apply it to our personal lives. We've done it for the last five to six years. It's worked. We've been able to prove that. We've been able to show that. There's not almost not a better time than now to actually go after that because if we waited 20 years, the entire industry is going to change in 20 years. Everything's going to be different in 20 years. If we waited four years. (laughs) Literally, that's how fast things change. And if we're not adapting and growing and learning in that field and gaining that experience and being on top of it, then we're screwed. And what happens if a family gets in the way? What happens when life gets in the way? And then I end up not wanting to start my own company anymore because I just can't because I, I miss my opportunity. Now, my point with this story, though, is do I take her opinion and listen to it just like I do with all of her other incredible pieces of advice she gives me? Yes. But when it came to that aspect, I had to sit there and think and think, I know what this incredible woman has been through and what she's been put through and the tests that she's had to overcome and all this experience that she's gained and how that's helped her in her career path. And I need to understand where she's coming from when she gives me this advice. This advice, it doesn't have to be, to, oh, from like someone you don't like or whatever. It can be someone from someone like Abby, like Abby said, her dad, someone that you respect, someone that you cherish and you want their opinion on. However, once they give it to you, like Abby mentioned, if they're projecting their own experiences onto you, you have to kind of think about those things before taking it and actually applying it. The next thing that we define as noise is haters. All right. So this one, we got people out there that are like, oh, yeah, I'm fueled by my haters. Let's go. But then there's people that are like blocking out the haters. Which one are you? Look in the mirror tomorrow morning, this morning, ask yourself, which one are you? Both are okay, but when you let it actually get to you and internalize the negativity coming from haters or people that are doubting you, that becomes noise and it it really impacts you in your reaching success. You cannot let that impact you by internalizing, again, other people's projections on maybe what they can and can't do, or maybe they just don't like you. That is something that will definitely slow you down if you let it. I am definitely a competitive person. I love a challenge. I love when someone is like, you can't do that. Cause I'm like, oh, bet, watch, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna make it amazing. But if I sat down and before I said, watch me, I said, you know what? I can do it because I am this and I am that. And I'm trying to prove myself to them through all these insecurities that I'm now projecting to them. 
that is going to slow down my process. I just wasted all this time cussing them out. I am now internalizing it and letting that be the only fuel behind my productivity and creativity. And I'm no longer being motivated by myself anymore and able to reach the success that I already set out for myself. I already made a goal. I already made a plan. When I say watch me, it's not because now I'm motivated by your hate. It's because I I got this. Hannah, this is a big one for honestly both of us because we do love challenges, but I do want to hear how the haters have caused some noise in your life. Oh my gosh, I love how you worded that, how the haters have caused some noise in your life. Literally, and this episode too, guys, Abby and I, when we were planning this podcast early in the beginning of the year, this was one of the first things we talked about when it came to noise and how important it is to identify this noise before it gets to be so much of a distraction that it eats you up and then your success is gone and your dreams are gone and everything's just kind of shattered. And a lot of this honestly has to do with haters because a lot of us are people pleasers and we just listen to things and we kind of bow out to others' opinions when it comes to, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna finally have the guts to launch a blog. I'm going to finally have the guts to hone in on a niche and post about it. I'm going to finally start my side hustle and go after it or whatever it may be. When you announce that to the world or when you start telling people and letting people in on what that is, there are going to be people out there who just A, are going through a lot in life and are just negative people and will project that on you or B, they are basically could be your fake friend and honestly just be jealous and want the worst for you and not really support you and badmouth you behind your back, talk bad about you behind your back. And I could go on. I mean, then there's bullies or people who just honestly hate everyone in general. I can go on and on and on and on about what the definition of a hater can be. Personally, when Abby asked me the question, you know, of an example for me of how I block out the haters, honestly, when it comes to the noise that they create or an example of that, it honestly took me years to realize, but friends who are just selfish and who don't actually want success for you, it's really hard to catch those because in the moment when you're going through life with friends, it can seem like, oh, things are going well. We get along really well. We laugh together. We have memories. We have history. We go out to dinner and we have this and this and this and it can be great. But then really, when it comes down to the test of that friendship, when something big happens in your life, for example, you get engaged, you launch a side hustle, you launch a blog. Are they a cheerleader? They may not be the target audience, but do they want success for you? Are they wanting to push you? Are they showing up for you? Do they want the best for you? If they are jealous, if they're bad-mouthing you behind your back and you can tell, if they have negative energy, if, I mean, the list can go on and on and on. You need to recognize that and define that and be like, oh, okay, this is not good for me. And I've had to literally personally do that and be like, oh, this person actually does not want the best for me. This person actually only cares about themselves. This person lets their insecurities reflect on me. This person, or deflect, they deflect their insecurities and then put them on me. This person gets jealous really easily. This person is extremely selfish. I mean, for example, one of my friends just bought a house and everyone was so excited. And oh my gosh, crazy. But there are some people who were not very excited, who were jealous or who were saying things that were just not happy for that person. And that's, again, a great way to show, oh, wow, when it comes down to something really big in someone's life that a friend should be excited for a big stepping stone in life and they're not. 
and they're focused on themselves instead of you, it's just like even friends can become haters and they can become people that you need to realize, okay, I need to take a step back. That's just a personal example. I mean, for me, I don't let any, if I don't, if I, if they're not like a really close friend, I really don't let their opinion um, when it comes to hating on me, get to me whatsoever, because I just know that they're probably going through a lot in their own life. And that's why they're hating. I think the really thing that gets to me when it comes to haters is if they are close friends or in have some type of intimate relationship, friend, close friend, family, stuff like that. Judas was friends with Jesus. Yes. Yes. What a great example. Well, thank you, Hannah, for that example. Um, When it comes to haters, honestly, I'm the queen of blocking out noise. I really do not care because I'm so intrinsically motivated. (laughs) So, yes, you do have to, though, be careful with your innermost circle because you don't know if within them lies that person. I will say, Abby... And I actually talked about this week and Abby gave me really good advice because I was thinking there was an issue with a hater last week. I'm not going to get into it, but Abby gave me the advice and she was like, honestly, I'll cut that person off and just move on. But I said, oh, that can be dramatic. You know, that can kind of be dramatic if you cut out a hater, if you cut out a friend or if you're whatever, it can seem dramatic. But then Abby had a really great explanation of how it's actually not dramatic at all. It's doing what's best for your mental health and it's doing what's best in order for you to reach success in what you're working towards. So Abby, if you give that example of how to do that, of how to block out a hater or even if it's a friend or a close friend or a family member in a respectful, non-dramatic way, what would that look like? Um, yeah. So I guess with Hannah's example, she was worried like, hey, this person's going to be around and I don't want to cause any drama or hey, I would rather make sure that everyone is comfortable in that setting. And I was like, no, you're not comfortable. Why are you pretending to be comfortable? That's going to mess with you that whole experience. And so I was like, just tell your friends, hey, if this person's there, I would rather not be. And she was like, well, I don't want to start drama. I said, no, if they respect that about you, then they will, they will hang out with you separately and it will be fine. And it's not like Hannah's not going to get invited um, because of certain things. And if she doesn't, then that's their choice to hang out with that fake friend. But like at the end of the day, when your mental health is affected, it is affected. And we don't realize that like that can ruin your whole entire day. That can ruin your whole entire week because you put yourself in that environment that you weren't comfortable in just to make everyone else comfortable rather than avoid drama and avoid conflict. Avoid it by setting your own boundaries because those people are not going to change. They've already committed to not changing. So you need to set your own boundaries and make sure that you're able to move forward in your success and the things that are going well in your life in a peaceful manner and with the people that love you. Because again, we forget about all the people around us that love us and want us to be amazing. And we put so much effort into these, into impressing people and what everyone else thinks and Thinks And it's like, no, you are one person. You have one life to live. You need to prioritize these things that bring you greatness. I love that. I, Abby gave me that advice and I it honestly changed my perspective on a lot of things because I thought that blocking out a hater when it comes to a hater that could be close to you can be dramatic because you could run in the same circles or you could be in the same town or this or that, whatever it may be. 
but it's really not. It's not dramatic unless you make it dramatic. It's not a whole thing unless you make it a whole thing. You can do it respectfully. You can do it kindly. You can do it just normal. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a whole thing unless you make it. So I just want to touch on that because I thought that was really important when it comes to haters because it's easy to block out hate. Not easy, but it's easier to block out hate from strangers on the internet who it's like, okay, who, who even knows you? What is your name? Like these fake people who make fake Instagrams, like who even cares? But um, when it's a family member or a friend or a close friend, like whatever it may be, that gets a little bit um, trickier. Yes. Moving on, we just defined noise, right? We said we have distractions from our goals. We have unwarranted and invaluable opinions. And we also have haters. When it comes to defining noise, just make sure that you do a little evaluation on those things in your life. Um, But the next actionable step to blocking out noise is plan out your goals and stick to it. How many times have you been asked to just go out for a quick meal downtown and you're like, well, I was supposed to do this thing, but I do need to eat. So let me go. And then you end up going out and then you end up walking around and talking to people and running into an old friend. And then there goes your whole afternoon. Part of blocking out noise is sticking to your goals. Like Hannah and I have an outline and stick to it is in all caps. Stick to it. And so ways that we do this, one way that we do it is we use a planner. So Hannah and I, at first it was like a cute little calendar with our appointments. And then it became like, okay, here's our appointments and our vacations. Like, don't bother me at these times. And now it's like, at this time, I'm going to the gym. At this time, I'm going to eat food. This is the time that I'm going to be working on other things. And this is what time I will be home on Tuesday. Um, using some sort of planner routine and structure is going to help you define what your distractions are and define what you want to do to reach your success and then give you the self-discipline to continuously achieve this success. One thing that we always do is we find time for distractions and we might not feel like we had time to do the things that need to be done. And so this is a really great way to do that. Use a planner, plan out your goals, stick to them. Yes, I think that everyone gets caught in procrastination. Like, honestly, we all just procrastinate. We know we have 50 million things to do. And then we just procrastinate. And I was actually reading a micro blog post that the Skinny Confidential just posted. Um, a really awesome blogger. And she posted this micro blog post basically on how to start your Monday off. And it has a whole thing, but it's like write down like three to five things that absolutely need to be done today. And then schedule them out because I think when we are overwhelmed and this depends on your personality type, right? Are you a type A person? What was your personality type? What are your tendencies? But when you have an overwhelming long to-do list, are you the person that kind of avoids it because it's almost just causing anxiety and stress? Or are you the person to just try to get it all done and then not get it all done and then stress yourself out even more, right? So it's like when... We have all these things that need to be done. Instead of finding distractions, instead of procrastinating, take it step by step in a list of timeliness priorities. And this is what Abby and I do all the time. We have a long list and then we'll go through, okay, but time-wise, what needs to be done? What needs to be done in this next hour? What needs to be done today? What needs to be done tomorrow? And then we go kind of from there. So when it comes to using a planner, using Google Calendar, using whatever type of software, or maybe it's paper, or maybe it's those on your phone, 
whatever it is, using a planner to make sure that you are actually taking this overwhelming to-do list or taking everything that you need to do and putting it in some type of order that makes you want to check it off and get one after another after another done. That's definitely important. Definitely agree with that. There's so many things that we do that or that we don't do that lead us to stress, that leads us to anxiety, or honestly, like it just leads you to feeling discouraged because you feel like you didn't accomplish as much as you wanted or you didn't keep your promises to yourself. But using some kind of to-do list or calendar or something that helps you plan will really help you manage your own tasks and not lead to discouragement because you are figuring these things out one at a time. What we have next with planning out your goals and sticking to them is prioritizing tasks. So Hannah touched on this. We will come up with a long list, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, which one is priority? Because especially as entrepreneurs, we get new things on our plate every day. And it's like a dog seeing a squirrel. It's like, oh my gosh, this thing just happened. And Or, oh my gosh, this thing just failed and we got to go put all of our attention right there, right now. Stop what you're doing. And that will literally catch up with us so fast. It kills us slowly as entrepreneurs. So prioritizing tasks is a big part of blocking out noise because when you have your stuff prioritized, that squirrel can come running past and you can go squirrel, but then you go right back to what you're doing. When you're not prioritizing your stuff, it's like the less important tasks become noise. So they become noise to the things that are priorities. And yes, they need to get done, but like, do they need to get done right now or do you have something else to do? And so we don't want your important things to be um, considered noise, even like relationships. Maybe you're not doing well at work and you're underperforming. And so you keep bringing your work home and you keep spending time over time and you're not putting time into your significant other. In your head, you might be categorizing your significant other now as a distraction or as noise because you never prioritize your tasks. But it's so easy for us to point the finger and be like, oh, it's because I was spending too much time in this thing. And it's like, no, you committed to the other thing. You just put something else over it or you didn't make time for it. <laughs> Bruh, why is your husband going to listen to this and be like, Hannah? (laughs) Literally, this is Andrew's going to be like, he doesn't, I don't even know if he listens to every single episode. I really doubt he does. But this is like Andrew and I 101, where I have 500,000 million things to do. And I tend to like, I, I try to make them by time, right? But again, I am human. I am not perfect. Sometimes like I'll get pressured by maybe how a client communicates with me. And then I want to put their work in front of something else that actually really had a time crunch that I had to get done at the end of the day. And then I'm stressed because I'm trying to make this client like happy who might be stressing me out with, with their like communication. But I also have to get this other thing done that has a time crunch that I need to do. And now I'm working overtime. I'm stressed out take it out of my spouse. And now I'm like, I can't spend time with you right now. I can't answer your questions right now. I can't talk to you, even though it's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 p.m. when I really should be making time for my spouse. I now am instead letting that stress and anxiety out on my spouse. Or I mean, for you, that might be your significant other, whoever that is. It might be a friend. It might be your family. Instead of being like, no, what I should have done is kept my to-do list by time, prioritized it in that order, 
dealt with that client and their communication and not have let them project it on me and then did everything in the correct order and had time for my significant other and not have let it stress me out um, in the beginning of the day. And that's, again, something that I am learning and going through. And in all these episodes, Abby and I give great advice. Do we follow our own advice every single time? I'll let Abby answer that. I mean, we're human. We all make mistakes. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Basically, no. Okay. Like we do practice what we preach. We really do most of the time. But there are times where Abby and I just talked about work-life balance. And there's something that I should probably be doing in the next hour for a life balance. But work is like, oh, I really have to get this done. I don't think I have time for that. Can I suffer the consequences of not doing this life thing? What are those consequences? I evaluate my decisions and then maybe it's probably going to be, okay, I'm going to choose work this time because of this and I can I can accept these consequences. But notice how I did say there are consequences and I have to go through those and accept those. Regardless though, when it comes to all those things and prioritizing the tasks, you have to understand that not prioritizing them will lead to consequences. And that can be stress. That can be anxiety. That can affect your your personal relationships. It will affect the quality of work. It can affect a lot of things. So you have to make sure you are putting them in order of what to do and how to do it. Um, it's just so, so important. And if you don't think it's important when it comes to prioritizing tasks on time, I know that you've been in that situation where you have not gotten everything done and felt the stress and the pressure to work after hours or you took it out on someone else. And so remember those times when you think about, oh, I can just get it all done and I'm not going to have any order and I'm just going to be everywhere today. Think about the consequences before you just do that. Amen. Good examples. Um, But we do it every day. We do it every day. And then we end up frazzled and we wonder why. (laughs) So speaking of being frazzled, Last topic is taking care of your mental state. So we started this episode off with how to block out the haters. Well, this is a really huge one because we're not saying like you're your own hater, but being mentally everywhere or being mentally in a negative state of mind or being a distraction to yourself mentally is the quickest way to mess up your concentration. And when you want to be successful and you want to always go towards your goals and and bring all these things to fruition, you need your mental health. If you do not have your mind, what do you have? Especially like us as creatives. If you do not have your mind, that is your most valuable asset. And so something that I have done, um, I've like become a freaking mental ju- juju guru. I don't know how to speak English. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> what? Mental mama juju boo boo. <laughs> that literally, it's an episode from The Office and it goes voodoo mama juju, voodoo mama juju boo boo. Abby goes, I'm a mental juju boo boo guru. <laughs> I will go meditate whatever needs to be done. I need my mental health or else everything else will fail because a lot of the things, everything we do stems from ourselves, our brains, our mind is a muscle. If you don't work it out, it's going to wear you down. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to cause you to crumble. So taking care of your mental state is super important. I know that Hannah and I always like end with me telling everyone to go to therapy and Hannah telling everyone to go to the gym, <laughs> but we're about to do it again. <laughs> 
Hannah, any any tips on taking care of your mental health? Well, before we even like talk about tips on taking care of your mental health, Abby and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago where Abby was actually telling me, you know, what's crazy is I know a lot of people who in business have been doing super well or had a great idea that they were going with or had a great side hustle they were going with and ended up beating themselves in their own head before the world and everyone else could even have a chance to see what they were capable of. It is like a shame to see a man defeated by his own mindset before he's defeated by the game in itself. You can't let that happen to you. You just can't. Well, and those things that can be noise within your own head can be pride. It can be jealousy. It can be self-doubt. It can be negativity. It can be depression. It can be so many things that tear you up inside of you before the world gets a chance at you, before your opponent gets a chance at you. You have to make sure you are good and you have a good foundation and you have a good mental state. And then okay, let's compete. Okay, I'm going to go after it. Because if you go into it already struggling with that noise, already going through it, it is going to tear you up. It is a dog eat dog world. It is business, baby. Like there is no playbook as much as everyone wants to say there's a playbook. There is no playbook. There are there are some things set in stone. So a lot of things though have a lot of question marks around them, right? And so it's just like before you go out into the world with your incredible side hustle and your idea and all these things, like you got to make sure you are good um, because you don't want yourself to end up being the one that lets yourself get in the way of what you want because that does happen so many times. And then when it comes to tips on how to take care of your mental state, um, like Abby said, therapy is amazing. Fitness is amazing. Working out is amazing. I think you have a point with like, we have, I mean, episode 10 is all about turning negative thoughts into positive thoughts. We've given plenty tips. We so much focus on what we don't have that it kills us. Like, I'm telling you guys, I don't know. My parents made me grateful for everything. They made me think like, I mean, they're from Haiti, which is the poorest country on the side of the earth. So everything that was presented to me, I was grateful for. When I first got my place, I would clean the house. Like, wow, I'm so grateful to be cleaning this table right now. Thank God I have a table. That's how much gratitude I have in my life. And it causes me to see opportunity in things rather than focus on what I lack. And so just staying positive, staying grateful and looking at life as an adventure rather than a chore is honestly like key. And if you guys need specifics, um, episode nine and 10 are amazing when it comes to just staying confident and staying positive. But you really got to take care of that mindset. I actually met with a professor from one of my um, from the master's program that I did. I met with him last week and he's a a professor that I really respect that I got a lot of knowledge from. And I met with him just to explain to him, hey, here's where my life took me in the last year. I'm really thankful. I'm really blessed. And you're a big reason because I implemented a lot of your course into like my mindset and my lifestyle. And we're talking, talking, talking. And then he tells me basically he has this whole business idea and then he wants to do X, Y, and Z, but he just sees pros and cons to each of them and then has just let it sit for years and years and years and never actually done anything with it. And I'm just like, look, everything could go wrong. Everything can fail, but you have to take a chance and you have to have faith that the best one, like you cannot, like you cannot overwhelm yourself and get in your head and say, oh, I have 10 options and these 10 options options have amazing pros, but also big cons as well. Like eventually you got to pick one based on your, not just your best guess, but on the research and on the facts and the data. 
pick one and then have faith because guess what? Nothing's going to be perfect. There is no perfect business model out there. There is no, oh my gosh, sure set thing out there. You can look at all the data and the data can lead you in correct places. It can lead you in wrong places. You don't know. This world is changing every second. So you have to eventually just take a chance and then have faith. And like Abby said, have that positive outlook. When the world crashes down, are you going to sit there and say, wow, I'm thankful for the ride. I'm thankful for what I have. Or are you going to sit there and say, my life is over. I'm done and defeat. And you're just going to, you know, be completely defeated. Like what is your mindset? And you have to be, I mean, Bob Iger, the previous CEO of Disney, he says it all the time too. A leader is an optimist. They are going to see opportunity where everyone else sees failure and destruction and disaster. They are going to see positive when everyone else sees negative, pessimistic, awful, awfulness. Like they are the ones who are going to pull out stronger because they have that mindset and it is a resilient mindset. And this goes back to taking care of your mental state. Are you resilient? Are you an optimist? And that does not mean you think the world is perfect. That means I know there are challenges, but I'm going to find the opportunities. I know that there's a lot of distractions, but I'm going to find the focus. You are having faith and being positive where everyone else may not be. And then you're leading based on that. So that's my little mic drop moment. Amen. And when you lead based on that, that is all you attract around you. Just positive energy. So I hope you guys took a lot from this episode about blocking out the noise. We started with how to define the noise. And then we told you guys, go ahead, plan out your goals and stick to it. And then make sure you take care of your mental state. I hope you guys were able to take notes and really understand everything that Abby and I went over as your homegirl hustlers, because this is a big thing. We don't want you to go after your your side hustle, go after your dreams or become the best version of yourself in your career, whatever that looks like, and then have the noise externally or internally get to you and have you fail because of that. So hopefully you guys are able to take notes and get a lot from this podcast episode. And as always, remember, we'll end every episode with this, even though you're probably annoyed and turning it off right now, but subscribe to the podcast, download our episodes, listen to every single one because I mean, I'm biased, but they're pretty good. Follow us on Instagram, join our private Homegirl Hustlers Facebook group where we ask questions, get advice, great value in there. And then also make sure to reach out if you have any questions, recommendations, or anything at all. We're available via DM or again, our private Facebook group. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. And we're excited to see you guys next week on Wednesday for episode 12. Bye, guys. Bye, homegirl, honey. (laughs)